0: morning everyone. I've been up since three am. My daughter woke me up and instead of going back to sleep like a smart person, I decided to stay up and start working. So I've been up for a while writing and editing some video stuff, doing some audio stuff, yada, yada yada. What I wanted to talk about this morning though was um, well, book that i remembered that i found and then i also want to talk about music industry stuff so this book it's funny this the story about this book is interesting well it's not that interesting my wife and i decided that we would be cheap and instead of going on a proper honeymoon we just decided we escape away to a cabin in Kentucky just for a few days, not very long, just a few days to kind of settle in and be a married couple. The fun thing about this cabin was that it was up on a hillside and it had no running water and no electricity. They had a, they had a solar panel, but it wasn't a real substantial panel. It could run like this one light that kind of hung above the, uh, well, it was all one room, but there's kind of like a kitchen table in there. So there's one light that hung above there. And that was like the only source of electric light you had. Also, there's an outhouse. I guess that sort of goes without saying with the whole no running water thing. But anyway, so we were there and not much to do. Again, you know, there there's no certainly no Wi-Fi there. Cell phones didn't work. So it was literally my wife and I in a cabin with nothing except each other. A pair of binoculars that was good for like bird watching. My wife is apparently into bird watching, things you learn, I suppose. And there were a bunch of books. One book that I found was this one, Letters to a Young Poet. And one thing that I'd really love to do is look at uh different styles of art and then see how those things apply to music. And or and more specifically, just because I'm me, I think about like The more practical aspects of music like the creation part and some of the more like some of the business aspects like i find a lot of parallels between what writers have gone through since forever and have documented and what musicians go through musicians however traditionally have been not as likely to write about it right as far as like written text because obviously they're musicians not traditionally writers so there's a whole treasure trove of practical information from fairly competent writers. I mean, even Stephen King has a book called On Writing that was quite good. But anyway, so this book, I, I just kind of dove into it because I didn't have much else to do. And it turned out to be pretty damn good. It's a small book. I think it, it's less than 100 pages, it's about 70 something pages. Very short, but it's very powerful. Basically, the story behind the book is that you have a young poet, forget his name, it's like, it's the Germans, so, uh, ah, Franz. Franz Kappes, I believe, is writing to Rainier Rilke. And Franz is a young poet, Rilke is a little bit more established, and basically what he does is he sends him some of his poetry and he's like, hey, what do you, what do you think about this, right? He's trying to get a, he's trying to get a mixed critique, right? And so that started this whole correspondence between the two, which lasted a number of years. And this book is 10 letters. So I'll read a little bit from the book. Dear sir, your letter arrived just a few days ago. I wanted to thank you for the great confidence you have placed in me. That is all I can do. I cannot discuss your verses for any attempt at criticism would be foreign to me. Nothing touches a work of art so little as words of criticism. They always result in more or less fortunate misunderstandings. Things aren't all so tangible and sayable as people would usually have us believe. Most experiences are unsayable. They happen in a space where no word has ever entered. And more unsayable than all other things are works of art. Those mysterious existences whose life endures beside our own small transitory life. With this note as a preface, may I just tell you that your verses have no style of their own, although they do have silent and hidden beginnings of something personal. I feel this most clearly in the last poem, My Soul. There, something of your own is trying to become word and melody. And in the lovely poem to Leopardi, a kind of kinship with that great solitary figure does perhaps appear. Nevertheless, the poems are not yet anything in themselves, not yet anything independent, even the last one and the one to Leopardi. Your kind letter, which accompanied them, managed to make clear to me various faults I felt in reading your verses, though I am not able to name them specifically. You ask whether your verses are any good, You ask me. You have asked others before this. You send them to magazines. You compare them with other poems, and you are upset when certain editors reject your work. Now, since you have said you want my advice, I beg you to stop doing that sort of thing. You are looking outside, and that is what you should most avoid right now. No one can advise or help you. No one. There is only one thing you should do go into yourself. Find the reason that commands you to write. See whether it has spread its roots into the very depths of your heart. Confess to yourself whether you would have to die if you were forbidden to write. This, most of all, ask yourself in the most silent hour of your night Must I write? Dig into yourself for a deep answer. And if this answer rings out in assent, if you meet this solemn question with a strong, Simple, I must. Then build your life in accordance with this necessity. Your whole life, even into its humblest and most indifferent hour, must become a sign and witness to this impulse. Then come close to nature. Then, as if no one had ever tried before, try to say what you see and feel and love and lose. Don't write love poems. Avoid those poems that are too facile and ordinary. They are the hardest to work with and it takes great, fully ripened power to create something individual where good, even glorious traditions exist in abundance. So rescue yourself from these general themes and write about what your everyday life offers you. Describe your sorrows and desires, the thoughts that pass through your mind and your belief in some kind of beauty. Describe all these with heartfelt, silent, humble sincerity. And when you express yourself, use the things around you, the images from your dreams and the objects that you remember. If your everyday life seems poor, don't blame it. Blame yourself. Admit to yourself that you are not enough of a poet to call forth its riches. Because for the creator, there is not poverty and no poor in different place. Damn. Something that I've talked about before is that there are stages to artistry. And I think that too often people try to get to monetization and business too quickly. I've had people who are videographers who are asking me like, hey, uh, how can I refine my pitch so I can get better clients or more clients or whatever? And I was like, well, okay, well, let me see your work. And the work is not good, and I had to tell him, "I'm like, look, man, there is no, there's nothing that you could do to your pitch that could make people want to work with you. What you need to do first is develop your craft, right? Then, by developing your craft, you just saw, you know, you're able to create a product that people will eventually, of course, want to pay for. But even before you develop the craft, you have, I think, part of the point that the book is making is that you should decide whether or not this is truly truly something that you want to be doing and then once you decide that it is every moment thereafter needs to be dedicated to the task of developing that so that's one thing i think it's like you have to think about okay is this is this actually really 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 what i want to be doing and then if the answer is yes everything after that has to be in support of whatever that goal. So like, that's like maybe the first half of that bit that I read. The second part that I thought was quite good was that, okay, this part, and I'm relating this in my mind to daily content creation, which I talk about quite frequently. If your everyday life seems poor, don't blame it. Blame yourself. Admit to yourself that you are not enough of a poet to call forth its riches. So when I'm talking about creating daily content, I'm saying make, you know, two to seven pieces of content. People are like, oh, but I don't have much to say. I don't or whatever. And really honestly, if you're working on your project every day, there's something to tell a story about. The problem is that you haven't developed your capacity as a storyteller enough to be able to convey whatever that story is. The only way to really do that is to just keep doing it and to be really bad at it for a while. It's just like anything else. You have to be willing. To be bad at it and to look stupid so that you can develop that craft over time. So, like, I really liked this because it was a reminder to me that there's something that I could do every day to document. Even if I think it's mundane, it's giving others a window into my life and people are interested in that kind of thing. I mean, that's what being a human is. So, good book. My brain ain't working as good as it normally does, but I committed myself to doing this once a day. So, Here I am putting in my time.